Denzel has a fucking face tattoo. Pretty dumb. Like Mike Tyson. Probably where Mike Tyson got the idea. <laughs> this Final Fantasy game is pretty sweet. <laughs> you kick a lot of ass. <laughs> this guy punches, he punches like people. <laughs> you know, when, when I'm in the ring, I really feel like I feel the numbers pumping and pumping, popping off of the guys that I punch. Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski. You sounded unsure for a second, but... I was thinking about, like, trying to say it a little differently, okay. like, put some zing on it, but I, I couldn't... I, I was like, and I'm Ryan Kazmiski, you know, and right. I decided not to have well, he, through. Well, here we go. Episode <laughs> 5, Season 6. Last week, we fell asleep on a train and learned about some people who did some things in the past. Not a we, lot of things. Like, they mostly went into a hotel room and talked about their dreams. Yeah, I mean, it's completely unclear why we saw that or, like, what they have to do with us mm-hmm. or or what the implications of that dream are. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what, what Laguna But everybody Julia... woke back up and they were like, well, let's talk about that later. Yeah. Because we're on a mission right now. They don't now. even know what their mission is about, really. <laughs> and they're like, let's not talk about this way more interesting thing that just happened. Seriously. Good God. Now we're going to go on our first real mission as Seeds. And boy, is it a rough one. There's just too much exposition. Like... They didn't know enough about this mission when they left. Like, they should have asked mm-hmm. some questions. Right. But the way the mission is laid out, I mean, you'll see. It's just, like, sort of tortured. Like, <laughs> again, it's all about the pacing in this game is my biggest issue. Like, And this, this is, this like, the first be, real sign that there's going to be massive pacing the, issues this in this game. This should be, like, a thrilling ev- adventure. But by the time it's happening, you're like, can, can it end now? <laughs> But we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> so let's do it. The train is just pulling into Timber Station, and we're going to give the people the password that we were told to give them. Yeah, our contact is waiting for us. Let's do it. Oh, the force of Timber sure has changed. But the owls are still around. That's the password that they had given us yeah, to give. As soon as we get off the train, we run into the resistance. But the other options for the passwords were, but the chocobos are still here, and chocobos will come up later in this game. And the other one is... But the Moogles are still here. I think that's literally the only mention of a Moogle in this game. Yeah, we don't see any. Welcome to Timber, sir. Come with me, sir. So we had picked it up in the last episode, the magazine for Pet Pals, but Mm -hmm. now we actually go in our menu and read it. Welcome to Pet Pals. We bring the latest pet news to dog lovers. Your dog learns a trick to damage enemies in this issue. (laughs) Your dog comes to your rescue when you're in grave danger. It's called Angelo Strike. As you dog lovers already know, walk with your dog to help him learn this trick. Okay. Where do we get a dog? We're getting a dog later in this game, which is exciting. Please, please, this way, sir. (sighs) So we're at the timber train yard, and a weird train car pulls up for us to get on. This is like the Resistance's base train. Go back, Jeff. Oh, this looks like a uh, rebel train car. Yeah, it does. We'll never be able to find it. Yeah. This guy's name is Zone. So you got cool his name. Or <laughs> Seeds. Oh god, now we're gonna meet some quirky characters. Yeah, this is kind of like a shittier version of Avalanche, <laughs> I guess. Like, these are resistance fighters, sort of. One guy's main thing is that he's got a stomachache. Nice to meet you. I'm the leader of the Forest Owls. Okay. 
Shake his hand, Squall. I kind of hate Squall. God damn, man. What a dick. He's just a fucking asshole. For, for, for no, no reason. Yeah. So let's get on with it. What do we do? Looks like you already met Watts. Hey, Squall. Sorry, but could you go get the princess? She's in the last room up those stairs. Some of our other guys are in the room on the way. Ask them if you get lost. We're not gophers. We're sea special forces. So that would be fun to hire, like, Blackwater and be like, get me a beer. I need you to go pick up my laundry. Go. <laughs> Ow, ouch. This guy has stomach problems? This guy's got stomach problems. People on trains get sick in this game. Getting ready for the strategy meeting, sir. So on our way to the back train car where the Princess of the Forest Owls is, we stop off because they said we could to talk to some guys who are there. None of these people play cards. This is some goofy music we got going on here. So we're gonna have some Final Fantasy comedy going on. Not comedy, Ryan. They were faking us out there. Like, you get the goofy music, and a hard shift to sentimental, let's talk about our feelings music. It's always gonna be about love. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's totally, what? It's totally We walk into the princess's room, and guess what? It's Renoa. Yeah, the girl who asked us to dance during that cutscene. The fact that she's a princess is fucking nonsense. Forget about that. For the rest of the game, nobody refers to her as a princess ever again, and you sort of learn where she's from, and it doesn't seem like she's a princess. I can't believe it. Hey, you're, you know, from the party. So does this mean you're a seed? What do you think? You were at a party for seeds. I'm a squad. A squad leader. <laughs> There's two others with me. Yes, Seed is here. Take it easy. It's just that I'm so happy. I've been sending requests to Garden Forever, but nothing. Jeff, I'm so I'm glad I spoke to Sid directly. I have a confession. I kind of don't like the theme of love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cypher. Everything is so 90s. She has angel wings, like, bleached into the back of her dress. Yeah! Yeah, he knows Cypher. Renoa like drops a hint that she like knows Cipher mm -hmm. has some kind of like past with him. There will be much more on that later. Is that your ex or something? Well, he's the one <laughs> who introduced me to Sid. Sid is such a nice man. Now that you guys are here, we'll be able to carry out all kinds of plans. Are we your personal army? Squall is he here? He? Cipher? No, he's not a C. Oh, it's totally her ex. I'm calling it now. Oh yeah, my name's... Renoa. She's pretty. So when Renoa introduces herself and says her name, we get to name her. Mm -hmm. Which I'm only pointing out because so far in the game, the only people you've been able to name are Squall and Renoa. They don't give you the option to name Quistus, Selfie, or Zell. Which is weird. It's really fucking weird. And we're about to get to name her fucking dog, too. That's right. I just am so confused. This is obviously some kind of choice. Like, to them, they thought this meant something, but I can't really understand what it is. You can only name Squall, Renoa, and her dog. And the GFs, too. Which is like, why but, would you want to name Ifrit something else? He doesn't ever talk to anybody. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, she starts asking him about like the dancing moves and how a seed knows how to dance and stuff. Mm -hmm. Seed members dance quite well, don't they? Approach your target inconspicuously at a dance party. <laughs> There may be missions requiring this sort of subterfuge. It is expected of seeds to learn various skills. You didn't know how to dance before you did that dance. Oh, so it's work-related? 
You know, at this point in the game, I was really looking for something to, like, tell me what this game was about and what mm-hmm. we were going to do. And instead, we get, like, back-to-back people <laughs> sort of talking cutely with each other well, for way too long. What you didn't know is that was the game telling you what the game was going to do. That's really what the game is going to do. The game yeah. was telling you that. I know. Uh, yeah, I get it now. I can see the full picture. That's too bad. Dog, dog. Doggy. Here, let me introduce you. This is my partner. Angelo. Okay. She's got a dog. This is what the pet pals is for. Yeah. Her limit breaks are dog related. Angelo comes in and does various types of things like the Angelo rush or the Angelo moon. Angelo is criminally underused. Angelo's really smart. Here, let me tell you. Okay, the limit break uses Angelo. Angelo rush. The gauge on the right indicates how much he has learned. You know what's going on here in the background is, uh, a Haley rush. You know what I mean? <laughs> when the gauge is full, the trick can be learned. Okay. You can learn new tricks by reading a magazine called Pet Pals. That's all for Renault's Limit Breaks. Smart, huh? I have some important work to do. Now be good, Angelo. Okay, I'll meet you there. Aw. <laughs> it won't let me pet the dog. Squall would never pet a dog because he's a fucking dick face. But, yes. <laughs> Yeah, when you press X on the dog, all it does is go like a, oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the theme of love might be a little bit boring. Boring. But the theme of a collectible card game, on the other hand. Mm-hmm. Now that's a killer. So Squall and Renoa walk back to the main part of the train car to talk to the other Resistance members. This is Zell. This is Selfie. Hi, everyone. This way. And here we go. Now that everyone's been introduced, we get to see what their plan is and what they need our help with. In detail. In, in too much detail. It all started when we got a hold of some top secret info from Galbadi. I got the info, sir. There's a VIP... From Galbadia coming to Timber. Super VIP. The guy's name is Vinzer Delling, our arch enemy and the president of Galbadia. Vinzer Delling is a scoundrel. He's a dictator, not a president, not even popular in Galbadia, sir. President Delling is taking a private train from the Galbadian capital. So get to the point. Tell us, just tell us what to do. Oh my god. Whoa. So the president of Galbadia is going to come through mm-hmm. and they have a whole plan to like steal his train car. And so they have like a model train set laid out where they're mm-hmm. going to show you like every stage of this. As we're going to like unhook his presidential train car and replace it with a dummy train car with a fake president in it and, and to, then steal to, him. To do that, you got to enter codes. And there's also <laughs> rules about walking and running. I, I mean, it's, it gets pretty complicated. First, I'll go over the bottle. The yellow train on top right is our base. We're riding in it right now. Right next to it is the dummy car. We made it look just like the president's car. Their train has three cars. First, there's the locomotive, followed by the first escort. The red car is the president's car. Delling should be inside. The last car is the second escort. Once we get on this one, we begin the operation. Our ultimate goal is to seize the president in his car using our base. That means we'll have to switch our dummy car with their president's car, even though it's a different color. 
<laughs> we'll use the two switch points leading up to the timber to carry out this operation. Okay, now I'm going to explain the procedures in seven steps. Oh my god. All they had to do was tell you our plan is to switch our car with the president's car. They're not done telling us that. I know, but like the way that it goes down is so simple when you're doing it. Like it's not confusing. <laughs> it's it doesn't require like this crazy visual aid. Blow by blow. It doesn't require seven steps. One, sneak on board the second escort. Proceed cautiously across the roof of the second escort. The second escort car is the only one that is equipped with sensors, sir. A high-tech officer is on board. I'll talk about the sensors later. This part even has sub-details that they can't even fit into this list of seven things. Yeah, like on the screen, not only is there the dialogue we're reading, but there's like a ton of info attached to all the different cars. Proceed across the roof of the president's car. We can move across the roof of the president's car without worrying too much. Delling hates the company of his guards and being surrounded by sensors. He keeps them away from his car. Uncouple the first escort car. We'll have to completely uncouple it before the first switch point. If we don't, boom, game over, right? I mean, I feel like if this were done more modernly, they would try to make it like it's an Ocean's Eleven type thing where it's like, and then the sensors hit. That's what we got to get past. And it's like a weird like visualization and like a cool, exciting thing. And if that was their intention, it I does think it was. Not yeah, they're across. like laying out the heist, but it's you're just looking at a train set. Uncouple the second escort car. This is the last uncoupling. The process will probably be similar to the first one. And then escape with the president's car and our base. If all goes well, we should be able to escape with the president's car. After that, we'll return to our base and prepare to confront Delling. We have exactly five minutes to complete the seven procedures. Okay. Okay, now let's talk about how to avoid the sensors on the second escort. God. Go ahead, Watts. The guards have a sound sensor and a temperature sensor, sir. Any sound will trigger the sound sensor, so move across very quietly, sir. Blue Guard is carrying this sensor. The temperature sensor will go off if you remain stationary, sir. Okay. The Guard in red is carrying this one, so sir. Keep moving, but do it quietly. When a guard opens supply, that means he's checked the sensor, so be careful. Oh, God, that watch me be tired. <laughs> Stop if there's a Blue Guard below you. Run if there's a Red Guard below you. Got it. Got it. Okay. How can you uncouple the cars from a moving train? We can't uncouple the cars directly. Instead, we'll have to tamper with the control system that manages the coupling. If we temporarily disable the circuit for the connection, the car will uncouple automatically. Ugh, like, I would have believed them if it just worked. I don't need, like, an explanation of how they're going to uncouple the cars. I certainly didn't. To disable it, we have to enter several codes. And we have the codes. <laughs> Noah has them, sir. I'll be in charge of relaying the codes to Squall. Squall, you'll slide down on the side of the train using the cable and enter the codes into the system. Now I need you to listen carefully. I've been listening carefully! Each code is made up of numbers between 1 through 4 and has 4 digits. 2, 3, 4, 1 is an example. Oh, God. So it goes 1, 2, 3, 4 from O up to triangle. Okay. You'll have to be quick and precise. You'll have about five seconds to enter each code. Otherwise, the code will change and the past entries will become invalid. This is so good. This is a lot. 
It only seems like a lot because of the weight of text. I think we spend as long having this explained to us as it takes to go down. Like boss fight and all. I think more. So like we said, we have to enter all the codes to disable the connections. After we uncable the cars, we'll wait for the others to operate the rail switch. Remember, we only have five minutes to do everything, so make sure you're prepared. Okay, let's try practicing entering the code. Enter three codes, and you'll be finished. If you want to quit, hold down L1. Uh... 4124. Okay, you're gonna need to call them out. 2344. 4434. You did good. I really resent that we get to a new town. Mm Mm-hmm. And in Final Fantasy, you get to a town and you explore it and you get all the items and you talk to people. But no, we don't get to explore it. We don't get to look around. Yeah. Instead, (laughs) this happens for like fucking forever. And the real thing, there's a strict time limit leading up to the switch point. Don't forget that. Um, That's all. By the way, this model's nice, but the president's car looks kind of shabby. Why is that? Yeah, Renoa made it. That's why we bought everything else at the gift store. Okay. Oh, I thought some kid made it. Okay, I take issue with this entire part of this little scene, where at the end of it, they all give Renoa shit for one of the train cards looking like crap and shabby, which it doesn't to my eye. Well, it you doesn't can't, look you any can't different. Tell. Yeah. But, you can, but like, what kind of crap is that? It's like, even if it does look like crap, it certainly got the fucking point across, so... Shut the fuck up and lay off. <laughs> the paint job sucks, too. Oh, God. Yeah, it kind of does. Oh, shut up. I made it look like that on purpose. It represents my hatred towards telling. Hatred, eh? Yeah, right. It's one of the ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. You must really hate him. Well, this car does not look that bad. No, me neither. You guys finished enough about the model. Can we get on with it now? <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> Oh, my stomach. Oh, my God. Talk to Watts when you're ready. The sooner the better. Oh, my stomach. So now that the explanation is over, we get to explore the train and see all of the Rebels stuff. Mm-hmm. Anarchist Monthly, first issue. Galbadia's Dictator President Vinzer Delling Special. How does he stay in power? We reveal his darkest secrets. You think that's where they got all their intel? They read a magazine? President Delhi became the president after the Second Sorceress War ended. I think that is where they got their to intel. To gain support quickly, he carried out the invasion of Timber. It was only a ploy to decorate an already corrupt man's immoral career. Our land, Timber, was brutally destroyed. Here began Vinzer Delling's road to dictatorship. To imprison anti-government sympathizers, the D-District prison was built in the desert south of Delling City. This stuff is kind of setting up things that are going to happen later. It is. Like the D-Prison, which we're going to really enjoy when we get there. (laughs) But I mean, like, all this stuff that seems like it should be important for the plot of the game, couldn't this be told to us by a character who cares about it? Instead, we're reading a magazine. That would be nice. Prison began imprisoning Galbadian anti-government sympathizers just as they did in Timber. Moreover, the leaders of the resistance movements faced the threat of having family members imprisoned as well. Around this time, Delling began surrounding himself only with loyalists, which turned him into an even more fierce dictator. Jeez. I'm not even going to see if there's any more, because I don't want to get any more. 
Wow, that really, I, I was like, there's more to explore, but I don't want to read anything more, please, for the <laughs> love of God. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. So now the daring mission begins. We're finally fucking doing something. We're like on how top of a train. It feels like ages ago that we were told we were going on our first mission as seeds. And since then, we've been at a piano bar all yep, night. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Hanging out with some girls. Had like a conversation about a stranger's dreams about being a journalist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another stranger's dreams about being a singer. And then we got the lowdown on exactly how this is going to play out the next five minutes. Yeah, what? Like 15, 20 minute explanation for something you have five minutes to do. Yeah. So we cut to us on top of the train cars, like running from ours to jump over to the president's train. Oh, over here. Okay. Catch up with the second escort soon. Let's get ready. From now, we have exactly five minutes to complete the operation. Let's use every second. We're jumping. So now we go across this one quietly? Oh, God. No. No, when it's red. Okay. I think I did it. Yeah, I hope. I think so, too, I guess. All the stuff they told us about, like, the temperature sensor and the guy and the other guy where you got to move. It's like, for the most part, you just run across the roof of this thing and it's over. Yeah. It's not far. Once again, though, visually, this is pretty cool. We're on a train. Yeah. Speeding through the woods. I think I was supposed to stay still, but I already passed the first one and then I was supposed to run for the second one. Mm-hmm. It cuts over to the inside of the president's car, and the president does not like hanging out with his guards, which we were told. Sir, everything is in order, sir. Get the fuck out of here, you again. That's 27 times now, Jesus Christ. How many more times do you plan to disturb me with this meaningless report? Sorry, sir, but it's my duty, sir. It's hard to believe that anyone would be such a fuck-up. You gotta get the fuck out of here with you put up with that nonsense. I guess it's not like business. Dismiss. There goes next month's paycheck. I'm not gonna propose to her now. I'm gonna have to put it off again. Wow. So back outside on the train car, it's time to uncouple the trains. This is the first escort. We're gonna uncouple this first. Like Watt said, there should be two guards on this car. Let us know if you see them coming. Alright, I'll watch the blue guard. So which one is which? The blue one you don't want to move? Yeah, the blue one you stay still, and the red one don't. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure it's the opposite, but it really doesn't matter. We actually looked it up in the guide, and the guide says it doesn't matter. Yeah, like if you sit around and watch the guards, they'll be like, huh, our sensors aren't working. Which, do you think that they tried to make this part mechanically work, but couldn't make it work as well as they wanted to? Like the programmers, and, and then they were like, like let's, make, let's make a joke about how it doesn't work. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I'll take red. The red guard is closer. Skulls. Well, you might want to keep an eye on him, too. Hold down L1. To look to your left and release it to go back. Okay, are you ready to enter the codes? Oh, so you gotta like drop down. Enter codes and then. So the deal here is that Squall is like at the edge of one train car mm-hmm. and he's gonna drop down like on the side of it. And there's two guards that walk back and forth that if they walk over to where Squall is, they'll see him. And Squall's gonna start entering in codes mm-hmm. into the little keypad that's down near where the train tracks are. So really what they should have told us instead of walk on one and run on a different colored guard was just make sure they don't see you enter the code. Cause that's what happens. One, four, four, four. One, four, one, two. What? Even with all that training, I'm getting an input error. (laughs) 
what I realized later is that I'm doing it too fast for the game. Even though they're like, you have five seconds to input it. Like, if you go too fast, it's like that you went something got fucked up. Yeah, you need to take like a beat for every number you input. One, two, two, three. Oh, I think I gotta do it crazy fast. One, four, one, four. I think they saw you. That's uh, nothing. So we fail that first time. I think we get seen. Yeah, well, because I thought I had to input it even faster, and so Mm -hmm. I just kept doing it faster until the guards saw us. And, you know, instead of that being a problem, it just flashes back to earlier, and you just get to try it again. Well, it's like that whole tutorial was so boring, partially because I was like, I mean, if you mess up, they're not going to end the game. No. In (laughs) fact, I messed up, and they didn't. Six minutes left. <laughs> they added time for you. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, this is funny. They add an extra minute to the time, so now we have six minutes, but they don't change the dialogue, so everybody's still like, you got four minutes, and it's like, we have five minutes. Yeah, they made such a big deal about how if you didn't do it in five minutes, you would crash. One, three, one, one. Oh. Should go up, go up. I think I, I, think I see... I've entered one code successfully. How many do you have to enter on each train car to make it decode? They could have just made it fucking one code, man. Okay, now you can go down. I think I was trying to do it too fast. Four, two, one, four. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. I I realized what happened. Two, one, two, one. I I thought I had to go, like, way faster. Yeah, I did too. All right. Oh shit, this is cool. This is cool. (laughs) Bam. So after you enter in like four or five codes successfully, the train cars uncouple. Mm Mm-hmm. Bam. And this is another one of those cool combination like pre-rendered and not cutscenes where your polygonal characters are like standing on a pre-rendered train as Mm -hmm. it uncouples, as it's like rushing through the woods, (laughs) which is like kind of a pretty awesome effect. Coming into place. Now the rebel car is, I think, attached to, like, the president's car, and it's all one big train for now, Mm -hmm. but we're gonna swap them out. Now we've got his thing. Okay. We cut over to the fake president's car, the one that we're replacing the president's car with, and the guard that's been giving the president reports walks in. What should I do? I know he's not gonna like it, but it's my job. And inside the dummy president's car, we've put a dummy president with a tape recorder inside him telling people to go away, and he's, like, reading a newspaper, and the guard is standing behind him. Do you think he's, like, animatronic or something? Probably. (laughs) I'm in a bad mood right now. If there's nothing in particular, I ordered you to leave immediately. Sir, aye, aye, yes, sir. So our deception worked, and the guards leave the train. Mm -hmm. This is the second escort. After this, we're home free. So we cut back to the top of the train, where mm-hmm. we've got to enter in more codes again and more numbers. Yes, I'm ready. We have four minutes left. We have five minutes left. One, three, three, two. One, two, one, one. Three, one, one, one. Four, four, four. What? Two, three, two, one. 
think she said they were five. Ah, okay. So we do the second uncoupling, and I think we're now getting away with the president's car, leaving behind the dummy car. Cool. Man, this is such a complicated plan that, like, <laughs> like we're executing perfectly, but took so long to lay out, and the president doesn't even know. Finally, we've waited so long for this encounter with Binzer. It's done. Yeah, we've stolen the president's train car, and nobody is the wiser. And now it's time to confront this dictator. Mm-hmm. Excellent, sir. Well done, sir. Super duper, sir. Ow, owie, ouch, my stomach. As soon as you're ready, I'll begin serious negotiations with the president. Meaning torturing him? Serious negotiations? Better make sure my GF's equipped. Yeah. So we go on to the president's train car with Renoa. It's, it's unclear what she's hoping to accomplish in this meeting. Well, we read all those magazines that are all about how this guy's a total asshole dictator. Right. And he's fucked over her people in all these different ways. So now she's going to be like, hey, what was that all about? I, I guess, yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like she's ready to, like, kill him or torture him or anything like that. But Squall said, let me get my GFs ready just in case. Mm-hmm. President Delling. As long as you don't resist, you won't get hurt. If I do resist, what would you do, young lady? I don't know. Is it a monster and not the president? Too bad I'm not the president. I'm what they call a body double. All these rumors about the many resistance groups in Timber. You pass along a little false information and they fall for it. How pathetic. Seems like there are only amateurs around here. Emma Tours? Ah, uh, my butt hurts from all the <laughs> sitting. Young lady! Young lady! <laughs> so, what did you have in store for me? I had resisted! Why don't you tell me? So we switched out our dummy president for a dummy president that's a monster. What do you know? And, yeah. And now there's a boss fight. We've been reversaled. <laughs> Young lady. He still looks like the president, though. I thought he was going to explode. You fell for it. So we beat up the president dummy in, like, president form, mm -hmm. and then he, like, melts and becomes a big goo monster. Oh, he's not dead, okay. Uh, he's gonna... <laughs> I knew he was a monster. He's a monster. Oh, he's weird-looking. Now try to draw from him. He's a real abomination, this guy. Yeah, now he's sort of like something the thing might create. You know, he's like got his guts sort of on the outside and one leg is really big right. and like skin is just kind of hanging off of his flesh. Ooh, that hurt him. Yeah. There you go. Lost down. We killed the fake president. So after surviving this weird ordeal, we all regroup in the planning room to be like, well, that... that that didn't go as according to plan. 
but we still get paid. I mean, my problem still with this game is like our characters don't care about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're that, not even curious about why they're doing it. There's a lot that they're not curious about. They're not about. curious about anything in their world. I mean, like, I'd at least like to know what they think. Like, what are they hoping happens? Mm-hmm. Like, if they fail. Is Sid going to be mad? Like they seem to have no expectation about anything. We might not become seeds. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't even full. have the energy of like it's our first mission. I want to do a good job. <laughs> or, it, there's no like drive from it, them. Yeah. Man, I can't believe the president was a fake. I can't believe we fell for it. Info, sir. New info. It's big news. I found out the real reason why the president's here. Sir. He's not here. The president's going <laughs> to the TV station. Security super tight, sir. TV station. Do you think the Dalit communication tower has anything to do with this? That giant gun tower? Dalit has a communication tower that can transmit and receive radio waves. It had been abandoned for a long time, but the Galbadian army got up and re- got it up and running yesterday. Oh, I get it. The only TV station that can handle broadcasts over the air is in Timber. Huh? Other stations use HD cable, which only supports online broadcasting. Oh my god. Uh-huh. So what's that supposed to mean? They're planning on using radio waves. <laughs> what? This way they can transmit images to regions without cable. Oh my god. <laughs> How, that's amazing. What a weird plot point. <laughs> we know like nothing about this world mm-hmm. or its history, but we know that not everyone has cable. <laughs> Like that's that's Fiber the kind of storytelling they're doing is like you should know not everyone has cable in this world. <laughs> I know that. What I want like, well, is what if Galbadia is like what is the president system? going to broadcast? Everyone in Galbadia has cable, but the rest of the world doesn't yet. <laughs> I think he's going like I know how it works, you idiot. What I want to know is what is he going to broadcast? Yeah. So that first mission where it turned out Galbadia just wanted to repair the comms tower mm-hmm. that took place like. On another con, it's far yeah, it's, away yeah, from we this town. Yeah, took a town. train ride. They repaired a comms tower in another city far away to broadcast from this city. Like, if they don't have Are a comms tower- Are they broadcasting from this city? Yeah, that's they're using the Timber TV station to broadcast, but there's the radio tower is in another place. It would be one thing if there were people, NPCs, walking around this world. Like, can you imagine what it would be like to live in one of the lands without cable, where they're not getting any news? And then there's, like, somebody else who's like, there, there is an untapped bunch of, like, propaganda that we could put on people's minds who haven't been- They're not influenced by the, uh, the cable that's giving them the truth. No. I, like, I don't even know how to break the, this the down. The minutia of this plot point is so uncompelling to me. <laughs> it's not like it's not like suddenly the connection between the radio tower and the president doing a broadcast like made me go, oh my god. It, it, it's just like, okay, so the president's going to broadcast a thing? It doesn't yeah. sound that nefarious. They're using radio <laughs> waves. There must be something they want to say to the whole world. What can it be? Probably something like, submit now, we're yeah, coming to like, crush you. Nobody thinks they're going to do that. If I remember correctly, radio waves haven't been used in 17 years. What? The last time radio waves were unleashed, the world nearly was destroyed, What? <laughs> this is a weirdly important... Like, I don't know if it's an this important is, plot it, point. It is important. Well... 
It's as important as plot points get in this game. It's like related to an important plot point. Yeah. But the fact that radio waves haven't been used in 17 years doesn't seem to bother the world very much. Well, they're going to broadcast something new. Yeah. This is just a hint that 17 years ago, something happened. And we know that 18 years ago, there was a war at Timber, at least an invasion or something. So Mm -hmm. stuff happened around that time. All of our characters are also about 18 years old. (laughs) It's been that long. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the first broadcast could be a declaration of Timber's independence? Hey, Hey, that might be possible. Let's come up with a plan then. (laughs) Oh my god. These guys are fucking amateurs. What about your stomach problem, Zone? Can you guys give us a minute? We should check our contract to see if we're done. So Squall pulls out the actual contract that Seed had signed with this group so that he could be like, am I done? Have I fulfilled the obligations? I this mean, isn't fun. Not, not only am I complaining because they haven't made our characters interested, <laughs> our characters are now actively disinterested <laughs> in everything we just did. They're like, I hate this. What does it say? Dot, dot, dot. The Elm Garden, hereafter referred to as Party A, acknowledges the Forest Owls, here to refer to Party B as the Iron Party. Seed, here to refer after referred to as Party C, shall be dispatched upon signing this contract. Party C shall operate under the supervision. We should have read this before we came. Or signed it? Sid just signed it for us. Does Sid own us? There's I guess. something like really nefarious under just right under the surface of this whole garden business. I don't get it. Oh yeah, that one's pretty confusing. When I told him I didn't understand, he gave me a different one. Uh, this seems like a scam. Two contracts. Sid is such a nice man. What's it say this time? Renoa pulls out like a writer to the contract that Sid wrote, which is like a very open-ended part of the contract, basically being like, continue hanging out with Renoa. Yeah. To the Forest Owls, this seed deployment contract will last until Timber achieves independence. Please make good use of each seed member. I wish you the best in your, with your objective. Please oh, understand God. that this contract is an exception and no replacement of any seed members can be made. Battlegod and Headmaster Sid Kramer. Oh, shit. It's literally until the country achieves its independence, you and only you, and we're not sending any replacements for you, have to stay and help them. I mean, like, none of them even react to this news. <laughs> like, I would throw a fit. Like, this is crazy. How long could that take? That could take forever. The three of us have to free this entire, until like, Until Timber's independence? That's so vague. Hey, you're paid professionals, not complaining. Okay, let's decide on the parties. Uh. Ouch, my stomach! So I guess whatever their stupid plan is next is something that we're gonna be a part of. Yep, the plan that they just came up with without even really discussing it. And now it's time to pick our party. Yeah. So the four of us... The ones who will be heading to the TV station will be... Squall, you're contractually obligated to play the rest of this game. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, the theme is love. You wanna play? I think I need some coffee. Yeah, I need to go outside or something. I'll play in a second. Yeah, let's take a short break. Play Plunk Plum. Oh, too much. 
So that's episode five of season six. Man, I mean, I remember still being excited that we had a whole Final Fantasy game to play, mm-hmm. but like so far, we've had to do a lot of very tedious things. I don't understand what the overarching you know, threat well, is they, yet. They've handed you nothing, like, enticing. Like, like so far the plot is, like, we have to help these rebels, not because Galbadia is necessarily bad or mm-hmm. we give a shit right. or, like, anything, but our contract says we should, so we're going to. We, I mean... We have a big problem throughout this whole game about, like, none of this is, like, connected, like, in an important way, and I feel like we are gonna have to, like, hold back on that criticism because it's so commonly there are things that don't really connect. Well, it's almost like each new big chapter of it just, like, doesn't really have anything to do with what came before it. So, and each one of those is, has it's varying almost, quality. It's almost like one of those, like, creative writing exercises where you, like, have a room full of people and you're like, you write the first page and then you hand that page to somebody else and they write the second page and you hand that to somebody else who writes the third page and they, like, take it in a totally different direction. It's like that if all of them stuff to the best started their, their own new story on the next page. Exactly. <laughs> With like, a bunch of, like, selfish writers. A yeah, exactly. Nobody not properly collaborating. <laughs> Because, like, I'll just, you know, spoilers here for people who haven't played it. This timber independence thing, that goes away in a heartbeat. Mm. Like, t- like getting timber its independence doesn't matter very soon. Yeah. It's so weird. So, <laughs> that's where we're at right now. We're going to take a short break, as you heard at the end of the episode, and then come back fresh, having, I co- get coffee, and, and we step outside for a little fresh air. Uh, yeah, we need to, like, re-wake up our brains after that. And we're coming back fresh next week. Man, come to think of it, Galbadia as an invading force stops mattering. Like, it, <laughs> everything we've learned stops mattering. <laughs> What's happening next week? Uh, we're going to invade the TV station. So, yeah, we're going to take over this broadcast and declare Timber's independence. No, is we're the plan. not. That's what they're going to do. Oh, their plan is the, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next week will be kind of fun because we'll get to actually walk around Timber and like play yeah. some cards mm-hmm. and then eventually be freed of the shackles of this like never ending cutscene that's just dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. We'll we actually are get freed to. Of that? Yeah, we we leave Timber and run around the world map. Yeah, all right. We get a little a breath of <laughs> we that. We get a, a breath of it at the end of next week. Yeah. Because seriously, like from go. This game really gives you no agency for a long time. It's true. Like, you're, you're just kind of, like, going from, like, scene to scene to scene to scene to scene. You know, eventually they start releasing, like, a whole DVD of a movie that you need to watch that's not even... <laughs> you don't play at all before you start... Yeah, they a... solve that problem later, I guess, <laughs> where they're like, all that bullshit, it's not even in the game. <laughs> We're, of course, making fun of Final Fantasy XV. When do we not? Mm-hmm. Or are you ready to log on to the message board and see if there's any messages for us? I'm quite the web shark these days. Let's do it. Logging in. <laughs> ah, Netscape. I love it. <laughs> Now, that was a quality browser, Mm -hmm. I think. I wasn't old enough to really discern what would be good or bad. Well, then they got stomped, like, in an illegal way by 
IE, but you know, that's a whole other story. That's the story of the tech industry right there, isn't it? It is. <laughs> oh, there's a message. <laughs> Clicking on it now. The message reads, Jeff and Ryan, you guys make solid content that I've enjoyed. Thank you and keep up the good work. But this isn't about you. I'd like to send a message to a very special lady, Haley. Dear Haley. Woof, 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 woof. Woof, 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 rough, rough. Good girl, scratch behind the ears. Rough, rough, woof. Thank you for ending last season early. Rough. And that's from somebody named, I wonder if Zell is the inspiration behind Mike Tyson's face tattoo. I want, we wonder that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, Haley. Can you weigh in on this message, Haley? Haley, come here. Come here. We can't understand this. We need you to. Yeah, can you get translate? Over to, the, come, over come here. Jeff. Come here. Come here. Okay. Haley's up here on the microphone. Um, you're not going to say anything, are you? She's saying it with her eyes. She understands deeply. Can you get like a picture of this, that so that like we can show people like this is her reading and interpreting the message? Okay, I got a few. Well, she says it's personal, and she didn't want to translate it for me. So she says everything's personal. <laughs> She never wants to talk about anything. It's her number one excuse. But thank you for that message. Yes, and, thank you very much. I think we make pretty solid content as well. Thank you. If you're interested in a message, they're just $25 each. You just email nocappodcast at gmail.com. That's N-O-C-K-A-T. We do payments through PayPal. So email us and we will say what you want us to. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. And if you want to join the ranks at Patreon and get the, all the bonus content and the video version and stuff like that, that's patreon.com slash nocat. Mm-hmm. Check us out on Etsy. We have merchandise. We have mugs. We have t-shirts. They're good. It's a good way to support the show it and is. to drink coffee out of a mug. I, at the end of this episode, was going to get an, a cup of coffee, and I can almost guarantee you that I was using one of the mugs from our show, mm-hmm. and I was happy to, because they hold liquid. Yeah. And that was what I needed it to, for, for. You can get in touch with us on Twitter and whatnot. Mm-hmm. At, at no cat podcast jinx uh-oh what's the other one do we have something else that we mentioned i think maybe do we are or did we just do it first? oh rate and review us on your podcast that listener one. yeah catcher do pod catcher please please do that yeah and with that here's a little no one can know about this dessert what is it this time ryan it's hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> it's basically chili cheese fries or chili fries but like this is the world conservatives are trying to save. That they're fighting tooth and nail and murdering people over. Our kids Frito need to pie. eat Frito yeah. pie. <laughs> Let our children eat Frito pie at school. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's great. Yeah, but it belongs say, at the like, state sounds, fair. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it doesn't belong in the school's lunch. <laughs>